Hello, my name is Summer, and um, I am 11 years old. And and why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he takes care of us each day of our lives, and um, he gives us a good family, and he places us in our families, and we're meant for them. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. boys and girls, I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm delighted to share another Bible story with you today. But there is someone else who delights in you even more than your parents, or your best friend, or the person in your life that you look up to the most. When you are joined to Jesus, the Bible says he has taken your punishment and turned back your enemies, and he is with you. He is mighty to save and will take great delight in you, quiet you with his love, and rejoice over you with singing. Now, you might like to sing songs of worship to Jesus, but he is also singing over you too, because you are his precious sons and daughters. Last week, we talked about the awful things King Saul did while he was chasing David including killing the priests of the Lord and the town they lived in. God used David to rescue a city from the Philistines, but both they and some other men who lived in the desert were willing to turn David in to Saul. When Saul was just about to capture David and his men on a mountain, God made a messenger come at that exact time to tell Saul that the Philistines were attacking, so he had to leave. After Saul got back from fighting the Philistines, he heard that David was in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 of his men and set out to look for David and his men. On the way, he found a cave to go to the bathroom in, Now David and his men were far back in that same cave. David's men said, This is the day the Lord wants to give you your enemy, and you can do whatever you want to him. Then David snuck up to Saul and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. But then David felt bad for cutting it. He said, How could I do anything against the person the Lord has anointed? For God has chosen him. And David didn't allow his men to attack Saul. When Saul left the cave, he got ready to keep traveling. David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My Lord, the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down to the ground. He said, Why do you listen when people say, David is trying to harm you? You've seen with your own eyes how the Lord 
gave you into my hand while you were in the cave. Some wanted me to kill you, but I didn't. I said, I won't hurt the one God has anointed. Look, Father, at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut it off, but didn't kill you. I'm not guilty of doing wrong or rebelling against you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between the two of us and punish you, but I will not hurt you. Why do you keep chasing me? I'm nothing but a dead dog or a flea. May the Lord keep rescuing me from your hand. Saul replied, Is that you, David, my son? And he wept. You are more righteous than me. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you didn't kill me. What kind of man lets his enemy get away? May the Lord reward you for the way you've treated me. I know you will be the king and rule the kingdom of Israel. Now promise that you won't kill my children or grandchildren when you become king. And David promised that he wouldn't. Saul went home, but David kept hiding. Now Samuel had died, and all the people of Israel wept for him. After that, David moved down into the desert of Maon. A rich man lived there named Nabal. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep. His wife was named Abigail, who was smart and beautiful, but Nabal was mean and badly behaved. David sent ten of his men to greet Nabal, saying, May you live a long time, and may you and your family have good health. Now, you've been shearing all your sheep, and we never took anything from your shepherds. We are coming on a feast day, so please give us whatever you can find for us. Nabal answered, Who is this David? Many servants are running away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread, water, and meat and give it to men from who knows where? David's men went back and told David what Nabal had said. David said, Put on your swords. Four hundred men went with David, while two hundred stayed behind with the supplies. One of the servants told Nabal's wife Abigail, David sent messengers to greet Nabal, and Nabal insulted him. But these men were very good to us and protected us while we were caring for our sheep near them. Do something, otherwise we will all face disaster. No one can talk to Nabal because he is so wicked. Abigail immediately took two hundred loaves of bread, five cooked sheep, a hundred cakes of raisins, two hundred cakes of figs, and some roasting grain and wine, and loaded them on donkeys. But she didn't tell Nabal. As she came riding, David and his men were coming toward her, and she met them. David had just been telling his men, 
It's been a waste of time to watch over this man's animals. He has paid me back evil for good. All of the men in his family must die. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed before him at his feet, saying, Please blame me instead. Don't pay any attention to wicked Nabal. Nabal's name means fool, and I didn't see that you had sent men to him. Since the Lord has kept you from shedding blood and killing Nabal and his men, may God punish Nabal along with all your other enemies. Please accept this gift for you and your men, and forgive me, for you and your sons and their sons will rule, because you fight the Lord's battles. May nothing bad be found in you. Even though people are chasing you to take your life, the Lord will keep you safe. But the lives of your enemies will be hurled away, like a stone from a sling. When God has done everything he promised and made you the leader over Israel, you won't have to regret taking revenge for yourself. And when you are successful, please remember me. David said, Praise be to the Lord who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good decision and keeping me from taking revenge. Otherwise, if you hadn't come quickly, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive. Then David received her gifts and said, Go home in peace. I will do as you asked. And when Abigail came to Nabal, he was holding a banquet like a king. He was drunk, so she didn't tell him anything that had happened. Then, in the morning, Abigail told him everything, and Nabal's heart failed him, and he became like a stone. And ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When David heard the news, he said, Praise be to the Lord, who has punished Nabal and kept me from doing wrong. Then David sent a message to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. She bowed before the messengers and brought her five female servants with her and became David's wife. Have you ever had a friend or classmate try to get you to do something that you knew didn't match the way Jesus had for you to live? Maybe by laughing at someone who accidentally tripped, or watching a movie that had yucky stuff in it, or telling your little brother or sister to go away so you wouldn't have to play with them. Maybe your friend sometimes wants you to do something you're not sure is wrong or not, like going outside to play without asking, or watching something new that might be okay, or choosing not to play with someone who might already have someone else to play with. Jesus never wants us to feel trapped, like we have to make all our decisions on our own and then face what happens because of our choices. He loves helping us when we don't know what to do, 
he might put an idea in our head or remind us of something about him from the Bible so that we can feel more like we know what we should choose. And he might just want to remind us that he's with us and loves us. When Saul went into the very cave David was hiding in, David decided to cut off a piece of Saul's robe. Even though all his men were telling him that God was letting David kill Saul so he could become the king, David didn't want to do anything that God didn't want him to do. God had promised that he would be the king, and David was willing to keep being chased and sleep in uncomfortable desert caves because he knew God had the power to keep his promise. And he wasn't afraid to wait. He was even brave enough to tell Saul what he did, showing Saul how much he was trusting God to be the judge of Saul's actions. David promised to keep Saul's family alive too, but he also knew he couldn't trust Saul not to hurt him, so he stayed in the caves when Saul went home. David continued to do good to his fellow Israelites, protecting Nabal's animals while they were nearby. But when Nabal responded to David in selfishness, David did decide to take matters into his own hands to kill Nabal's family. But God interrupted David's plans by sending Nabal's wife Abigail to speak to David. David had a humble and soft heart to listen to her and again trusted God to be the judge, which God did in killing Nabal a few days later. David wasn't perfect, but his heart was open to hearing what God wanted him to do, whether it was through his own decision to not kill Saul or hearing God through Abigail's words. Because he listened, God kept him from sin and hurt that God didn't want David to have to experience. And it's even better for us. When Jesus came to earth, he lived a life of perfect obedience, listening to everything the Father was saying to him. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, God forgave all our sins and gave us his favor as his sons and daughters making us more and more into the way he created us to be and to live. And he placed his spirit inside of us to work in our hearts each day, helping us to fight against the spiritual powers of fear and anger and discouragement that Satan and his demons want to attack us with so that we won't fight the family members and classmates and people he has put into our lives. The Spirit also helps us to listen to the truth he wants to speak to us through other people, like our parents, teachers, role models, and friends. Because all of us who follow Jesus have his Spirit living in us, he even wants to use us to speak his words of truth and kindness to other people, to help them not to choose a way other than God's way, 
and to help them understand God's love for them and the good things he has for their lives. Then you won't be trying to force others into doing what you want them to do out of selfishness. But instead, Jesus can use you to carry his love to others as you trust that he will help you work out every problem. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to have a heart like yours that loves people and listens to whatever God wants to say to us. Would you make us more into the boys and girls you created us to be so that we can live in your joy and love and all the good things you have for us ahead? We really love you. Amen. Okay, friends, thanks for listening today. I also wanted to let you know that hopefully there will be a few more episodes this summer for you to listen to. But since I've had a little baby growing in me who's almost ready to come out, if you don't see a new episode, you can listen to some of the old ones again. And you can always hop over to aliciayoder.com with your parents to leave a comment, see some pictures, or just listen to the previous episodes. Talk to you next time.